Well, I'd like you to turn, if you would, to James chapter 1. We'll start. Actually, I'm focusing on verse 17, but um, I want to tell you a little story. I used to do commercial refrigeration, and uh, we were checking out a job out in Fairlawn. Uh, we were setting it up for uh, uh, its use when they started opening the doors. It was brand new. It was one of the biggest uh, shopping areas uh, at that time. And uh, now they all seem to be the same size. But um, anyhow, we, were, we had to be on the roof. That's where all the equipment was. And we had to be on the ground level. And it's hard to do that by yourself. So two of us went out there. Uh, one of my friends got on the top. I got on the ground level. And everything he did, I had to check it out to make sure that it was going to run right. And all of a sudden, I get uh, uh, on our walkie-talkies. That's how we communicated back and forth. Uh, on our walkie-talkies, uh, he got a hold of me and said, Ron, I received a page. Some of you young people won't know what a page is, but uh, a page is what we used to use uh, before we got those mobiles at your, or cells, whatever you guys call them. And um, anyhow, so he got a page, and it said to uh, ring this number. And so uh, he uh, uh, asked me if I'd go find a phone you see, we didn't have them in our pockets. Uh, we had to find uh, one of those rotary phones and make a, make a phone call. So here I am with my walkie-talkie, my pager on my side, and uh, I finally find a phone. Now, this is a brand-new construction, so, you know, it, uh, I didn't know where the phone was. So uh, here we, I finally found it, and uh, I made the phone call, uh, communicated with the guy, and as he was talking, me, I was talking to my friend on the roof so that he'd understand what the whole situation was. And um, anyhow, so that's how we communicated. And then about an hour later, I went on the roof to greet him again uh, because it was unnecessary for me to be down on the ground floor. And he says, Ron, can you believe the tech technology that we have today? I mean, that was just unbelievable. Well, to make this story kind of fit in with uh, what I'm wanting to share with you is uh, about a year ago, my daughter rang as I was traveling down the M1 highway in Australia, Queensland. That's the northern state. It's uh, two and a half times bigger than Texas. Anyhow, so it's a big state. Anyhow, so here we're traveling 110 miles, uh, miles per kilometer. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so it was uh, 110 kilometers an hour. Okay, there we go. It's really kind of confusing once you start trying to work your way back into a different system. Anyhow, so here I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden Jenny gets on the phone, ringing from uh, North Carolina, and she's sitting in her uh, office chair, and uh, Vicki answers the phone, and we say, oh, hi, dear, and we're talking to her in live time, uh, you know what, about 13,000 miles away and uh, just carrying on a conversation just like we, uh, you know, uh, could you believe that technology? That's what we got today. And in fact, it's even uh, people are paying their bills by putting their phone over this uh, control. And honestly, well, it started out with me with the technology stuff as when we went to Australia in 1987, uh, it was about 1988, I, I bought a computer, uh, a, a Tandy um, computer. It has all of these controls 
or commands that you had to memorize or at least have a library besides you of all the commands that it took to operate that stupid thing. Now, all it was was a glorified com uh, um, typewriter. And even that was hard to get used to because, you know, I was used to, I, I learned on a typewriter. And, you know, it makes a lot of noise, you know, clicking and all that kind of stuff. And now you're typing and you don't hear anything. And it drives you nuts. You, you, you wouldn't believe what that does to you. Uh, we get it used to that. But every once in a while, they update the program. So now you have to learn the new program. Then they update that one after a while, and you have to learn that one. What I'm getting at, and then the laptops came along. You know, we hadn't had the uh, uh, mobile phones yet. So here's a laptop, and I'm thinking, oh, good. Now my computer's not just in my office with a hard drive and uh, its own um, keyboard. Now it's uh, a, a, a laptop, and this is several years later, and, and uh, now they're even doing that with Microsoft 7, Microsoft 8, Microsoft 10. And I'm thinking, of course, these are PCs. And then I tried the Apple uh, route, and she was... I'm such a confused person when it comes to a computer. My technology is just so confused because I'm trying to learn them all, and that's, I think, impossible. But I have a, 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 a granddaughter that knows a lot about it. And so I, anytime I need some answers, I go to the, the, the grandchildren, and they'll know everything about it. So, uh, but technology is so frustrating, but then we come along with the pandemic. So... All this happening this year, and I'm thinking, what else is going to happen? Well, actually, just before the pandemic in Australia, we had fires on three sides of us, sides of us. So we had to drive about 13, 14 hours south of us um, to go to uh, attend a funeral. And uh, while we were down there, the fires broke out. And so we had fires on three sides of us. So uh, the firefighter said, listen, if you don't have to be here, it's a good idea to get out of here. And so we did. And then we started, we asked you guys to pray for rain. And you did. We got so much rain, it started flooding all those places that got burnt up with fires. And then about three, it wasn't even three months later, the pandemic came. And we were isolated in our houses. And uh, what a year. But yet, yeah, you know what? It was a year that God was in control. And guess what's going to happen this year? He's going to be in control. And you've got to recognize what you have in Jesus Christ. And now, I'm starting out with this crazy story. But I want you to understand that whatever, is, uh, cha whatever changes take place in, the people's in people's lives, I want you to understand that it creates a stress that's difficult to cope with. That's why they're talking about, um, uh, you know, counseling families and husband and wife situations where there's been a lot of abuse and uh, a wife beating and husband beating. And <laughs> we live in a crazy world today, but uh, which is just simply a problem with sin. And uh, when we have, uh, oh, oh, remember when the throwaway contacts came in? That was another thing. That was pretty cool. Now, I have mine impregnated in my eyes, so I don't ever have to change them. This is a great world that we're living in, but it's a world that's in trouble. 
And I look at uh, what's happening in our public eye now, and uh, I'm, this next year is going to be a, a humdinger, I think. But greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. We forget the simplest little things like uh, in James. Is there, uh, he wants, he, what James is trying to establish with us is that uh, the things around you change. We live in a changing world that produces stress. But there's an answer to that. And here it is, James chapter uh, 1, verse uh, 17. He says, don't be misled. That's what he means when he says, do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no veritableness, neither shadow of turning. Now, in other words, there's no change with God. You never have to worry that God's going to say, oops, I, I didn't know that. He, he, that's just not in his vocabulary. Um, uh, he never changes. There is no deviation from who he is and what he does. He is God. Uh, this morning, uh, there's a word for this, uh, God doesn't change, and it's uh, immutability, or I should say immutability of God. And that simply means God never changes. He's the same today or yesterday. He's the same today, and he'll be the same tomorrow or this next year. Malachi 3.6 says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Now, if you can't get what that means, wake up. You, you know, um, when I started uh, driving in Australia, I had to learn how to drive because it was, everything was opposite. And I thought, what a piece of cake this would be. So what they did for me, though, uh, when I went to Australia, you have to go in and take a written test. That's all. You don't have to drive. And I'm thinking, the test was easy. I just took the book, read it out in the parking lot, went in and took the test, and Bob's your uncle. I had my license. The only thing is, I'm driving on this side of the car, on this side of the road, and everything's opposite. Oftentimes, we come to church on automatic, just like we do driving the car. You don't think about all those things when you learn how to drive the car. You, after a while, you just, it's automatically. You know the blinkers are over here, here. They're over there, over there. <laughs> and um, um, the wipers, I, I've turned on the wipers so many times, not only because it's Ohio, but because I pulled the wrong lever. And um, sometimes we come to church pulling the wrong levers. Like, um, you know, we always come to church, so let's go this Sunday. And in reality, God doesn't want us to be on automatic mode. He wants us to be on standard where you're having to think of everything. And when the word of God is proclaimed, something like this, for I am the Lord, I change not, is pretty clear. So you can trust in him. With all the changes that's taken place and all the stress that, uh, in this area, how do you stabilize your life? How can you get stability in your life? Well, there's three things that he talks about in this uh, area of immutability of God and where it just simply means God changes not. Three stabilizers that will help us be stabilized during extreme uh, changes uh, because uh, change always brings uh, stress. Okay, so the first one is God's love for me never changes. 
Now, we need to remember that. Uh, the only thing that's going to affect a relationship is if we have sin in our life. And he wants us to deal with that. As a believer in Jesus Christ, there are times when we're, we have unconfessed sin that block and break our fellowship with the Lord, but God's love never changes. Uh, it doesn't matter how we perform, God still loves us. God still loves you. And you need to get that in your head. Notice uh, Jeremiah 31, verse 3. Now, I know you're not going to be able to turn to those or you're going to slow me down like crazy. Just write those down. I'll read it for you. Uh, and it says this, Jeremiah 31, 3. The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. That's what he says. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Now, do you understand what that means? That means that I was created to be loved by God. That means I was created to be the object of God's love. And God's love is something that never ends. It's everlasting. Now, one of the reasons we get frustrated with, uh, oftentimes during strange times is because people start acting strange. Now, something like this. That's not the man I married. Uh, oh, uh, I don't love her anymore. You know, all this change in your mind when you've made a vow to say, I love you with all my heart and I'm going to love you until the end of time or the end of your time. <laughs> okay? Now, it means that you're going to be consistent. You're going to be stable. You're not going to let life's troubles break that fellowship that you had. Uh, you need to work on love when you're... Um, when you love somebody. When people are inconsistent, it brings stress into our lives. And the Bible says that God never changes. God is never out of character. Uh, you never have to ask him, I wonder what, if God's changed his mind about this. You never have to worry about that because God doesn't change his mind. God is never out of character. Um, the point I'm trying to make is, uh, I never need to doubt God's love no matter what happens, no matter uh, what I may go be going through, no matter what you're going through. You know, I know that some people in, in a crowd this size, are there's people going through struggles. It may be financial troubles. It may be whatever it is, God is in control of those things. And God, ne you never have to doubt God's love. No matter what I may do, no matter where I may go, God still loves me. <clears throat> uh, Romans chapter 8, verse, uh, <clears throat> starting with verse 38. Uh, you need to write this one down. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor heights or depths, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. What a tremendous passage. Um, all those powerful things that we could think of, no, none of them can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. In a very real sense, what that means is <clears throat> when you go to bed at night, nothing changes the next morning. God still loves you, and he's still there, ready to help you through life's uh, many troubles. Now, um, you'd, uh, when, uh, when somebody uh, 
uh, I have so much information here, I'm trying to skip through some of it. But uh, have you ever had a bad hair day, we call it? Uh, in other words, uh, you don't have much love in your heart today. You don't want to speak to too many people today. You just want to be left alone. We call them bad hair days. God never has a bad hair day. He's always there for you. And that's what I love about it. God never has a bad day. He's consistent in his character. Now, the fact of the matter is we always get in trouble when we start doubting the love of God. When you pray, have you ever done this? When you pray and somebody's really ill and you want God to lift them up and heal them and they, it doesn't happen. Um, or uh, something's in your life and you're, you're uncomfortable with it and you don't want it to be, and you don't know the answer and you ask God to take it away and God doesn't do that. Do you doubt his love when that happens? You know what you got you to do more than anything is remember this. He is in control. He will do what is necessary. He is righteous and holy and he only does righteous and holy things. Uh, he only does what is right. His love never changes. He loved you so much that he saved you. He loves you so much that he keeps you. And he loves you so much that he seals you until the day of redemption. When's that day of redemption? That's when he raptures us up to be with him forevermore. And we don't need to, I mean, sometimes things happen. What is does it mean that God's not answering? It means that God has another plan. And he wants you to go through this fire. But yet he says, when you go through the fire, I'm going to hold you up. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to make it uh, so that you can bear it. There hath no temptation taking you, but such as common to man. But God is faithful, will not suffer you to be tempted above that which ye are able, but will with that temptation also make a way to escape. Now, you'll go through it, but he makes a way that you can go through it. And those are the things that we need to remember. Now, since he seals us into the day of redemption, he has a plan. And um, he's always working that plan. First of all, not only is God's uh, love unchanging, which is so important to us, but praise God, his word is unchanging. You know what? Sometimes it's confusing. His laws, his principles, his commands, they are timeless. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 says, The grass withereth and the flower fadeth, but the word of God, the word of our God shall stand forever. We keep getting this word in here, forever. It's very basic. And yet when we go through trials, we worry so much. Kind of like when I come up here to preach. You know, I was kind of worried about it. I mean, I've been a preacher now since um, 1978. I, I went away to Bible college. Then from after uh, graduated, uh, I went down to Hollywood, Florida to work with a church that run 3,000. Scared the daylights out of me. One time, we would play Christian music over the uh, loudspeakers in the parking lot. So when everybody's coming in, they're getting in the right... Um, character, right, uh, uh, behavior. They're thinking about God. They're thinking about not just rushing in a hurry and getting the kids ready. And, and my wife's not ready yet. She's still combing her hair. Honey, it's got to dry. And I'm thinking, 
what is going to happen if it doesn't dry? Uh, you know, it seems like you're always worried about things. Then when you get into the parking lot and you hear music like that, you're ready to go. Well, one time I uh, made a mistake and I left the room and rock music came on. I was in charge of that, by the way. And this one time, I thought, why give me this? I don't need, you know, well, anyhow. So uh, the radio, the, something happened, and it shut off. I can't sit there all day waiting for that music to go off. So um, I let it go, and I went and did it, Aaron, real quick. And when I, everybody's saying, Ron, there's rock music on, and it's blasting through the parking lot. Well, any, any, even though we make mistakes like that, guess what? The Lord still loves me. And, you know, you get nervous about it, you get scared about it, and you just trust in the Lord, knowing that, hey, this is one of those bad hair days. Uh, I'll do better tomorrow kind of a thing. Well, anyhow, not only is God, God's love unchanging, so is his, his word. And, you know, the beauty of part of it, the grass withereth and the flowers fade, but the word of, of our God stands forever. And it's fresh every day. His word is fresh every day. It is always relevant. It is always up to date. It is never obsolete. Now, you take what man writes. Uh, okay, he's writing a science book. Okay, when he puts his pen down and it goes to print, it's already obsolete. It's out of date. When man takes and uh, he, he may uh, make, uh, you know, whatever the situation is, you go to... Uh, you go to a bookstore, uh, a used bookstore, and you know all those computers I was trying to talk about? All of them probably have a manual on that shelf by now, meaning it's obsolete, it's out of date. And, but they can still sell them if you still have an old one, you know, kind of thing. It's just going to be hard to find. Okay, the ideas that you and I have don't last. So what does that mean? I better build my life on something that is more stable than what man thinks or what man writes or the current fad, what the current therapy is. I had better base what I am going to live on on something that does not change. Uh, during, Remember when, uh, well, this is way long ago. You know, you can tell I'm an old guy. Um, karma was a big thing. You ever see those... Um, I can't, moody guys uh, in the airports trying to clock it, get money to wear and you, uh, hair Christianers and all that kind of I mean, I cannot believe that people believe that stuff. Or um, so I wrote down a couple more. It's amazing that be people believe crystals will heal and perform miracles. Or karma, what shall be, shall be. And you know what? Uh, and yet... God wrote his word, and it's so clear if somebody will take the time to study it. Matthew 24, 35 says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. In other words, this uh, book of ours has been burnt, has been shredded, has been banished, and uh, those dictators, those critics, those that try to destroy and keep the word of God from us, their lives are even in the grave, and the Word of God is still going to be going on. You see, we can count in the Word of God. It's, it's, um, it's uh, literally lasted long, long in, in our lives. Now, it has stood the test of time because God's Word never changes. 
the psalmist wrote this in Psalms 119, 152. Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. In other words, his word is forever. When um, God gave the word to men to write for him, um, he said, my word will be forever. Alan Shepard, the first uh, um, astronaut going into space, uh, right before he went into space, uh, um, a reporter asked him, Mr. Shepard, as you are ready to make this first flight, what is it that you are most dependent upon? And his answer was classic. And this is what he says. I am depending on the fact that God's laws never change. Boy, isn't that the truth? And uh, could you imagine looking at the earth from the North Pole down, the rotation of the earth is counterclockwise. Now, they're, they're trying to get him, okay, it's already happened, but if the earth would change its uh, uh, rotation or stand still or... Um, what, what about, um, I think it's um, uh, gravity. Uh, what happens if gravity stopped working? How would they get that ship out of space? And if it changed direction or what, where would he land? On uh, pavement in New York City or something like that where it's awful hard landing instead of the ocean? You see, that's why he knew that uh, the, uh, the facts that God's laws never change and he was trusting in the in God for that. When God made this universe, he established some principles, some laws, universal laws that never change. The reason we can study chemistry is when I was in refrigeration, chemistry is uh, what makes refrigeration work. When you change the pressure of a cylinder in that that, uh, liquid inside, you can change the boiling point. Uh, uh, Water boils at 212 degrees, uh, in, at atmospheric pressure, but you can make that boil at uh, 100 degrees Fahrenheit uh, just by uh, drawing a vacuum on that cylinder or pressurizing it. And you can make it, you know, and that's what refrigeration is all about. That's what's so confusing to people is how do you take this, um, this uh, chemical that you have, and back then it was R12, R22, and R502, and and back then, uh, you, you would take, they had boiling points, that, and you could raise that boiling point so uh, outside air could cool it down, make it a subcool. Well, anyhow, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, gee whiz, you probably don't know what I mean. <laughs> anyhow, uh, let me get back to this. Just as the physical laws that God has given um, uh, never change, God's moral laws don't change either. God also has spiritual laws that, you know, in other words, there's always things that are right to do, and there's always things that are wrong to do. To do. And, and God points them out so, to us so that we're not ignorant of those kind of things. God sets these up, and by the way, if uh, you, I, I know every one of us tested the, um, uh, the settings that we have in life, like for instance, how close do I get before I'm in sin? How, what happens to my mind? You know and I know that there's consequences when we uh, break God's laws 
and, uh, and it can affect your happiness and it brings in chaos and all kinds of things. And if we ignore the spiritual laws, the moral laws that God has given in uh, our life, it's going to be filled with confusion. No matter how hard you run, no matter how fast you run, no matter how loud and angry you get, does that sound familiar? When you talk to people about their sin, that is the hardest thing to do when you have to say, that is sin. And what's the kind of response you usually get? Um, they, they get much louder. They're angry. I mean, it's like they want to uh, kill you and you didn't do anything but try to say, this is going to destroy you if you keep going in this direction. And uh, so no matter how loud and angry you get, it will not change the basic laws of God that he has given to us. Okay, now, there's uh, new things happening. What did uh, Satan do in the beginning with Adam and Eve? Hath God really said? In other words, bringing doubt to the word of God. Uh, uh, and, we've, uh, and Satan's used that for years, that particular, oh, God won't really do that, will he? You know, putting that doubt in their mind. And um, uh, we think, uh, but today it's like, oh, that was back then. Okay, it doesn't matter whether it was 1897, 1997, or 2097. Uh, if they're unchangeable, they're unchangeable. God's word stands. Now, what am I saying? There are some absolutes that won't change. Now, they would, you know, so they would say, oh, well, that's your opinion. Okay, now, if, um, let me go like this. God says his rules, his commands, his principles change not. So, um, uh, when we think about, uh, um, when we're tempted to do something, we're usually tempted to the place where we start making excuses for the reason we're doing Oh, that doesn't uh, apply to this day. I mean, that was back in the early hundreds. So, um, so what does Satan do now? Instead of saying um, that, he says, oh, that's your interpretation. Have you ever heard that? That's your interpretation. Well, okay, let me ask you a question. When you come up to a stop sign, what are you supposed to do? Stop. Okay, now, is that your interpretation? I, I mean, that's just the law. That's a law saying stop. Okay, now, when God says there should be no sex outside of marriage, what should, what should I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty clear he says that, by the way. Um, uh, it means stop. It, that's what it means. It means it means to stop. When God says there should be no sex out of, uh, 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 outside of marriage, that means stop. It's, a, it's not an interpretation. It's what God's word says. There's another one. That, I thought I'd give you a shocker with that one. But uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What's it say? That we need to be together. I, now, I know right now, because of the pandemic, it's affecting people. Uh, and so I know there's people watching this online. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, I had a friend just, uh, I found out last night that uh, he passed away. He was pastor of 
a large church in Maryland, and um, he got COVID, and uh, it caused his heart to go crazy, and his lungs, and one thing led to another. So there's people that's got conditions that they got to be extra careful. And but what? Why are you attending here? You know, when you come and you shake each other's hand. Now I know we can't do that right now. Uh, we, we bump the shoulders, do the foot thing, and and uh, whatever. You know, I'm finding out, discovering all kinds of things now. Uh, coming back here, and um, anyhow, so. Uh, what we do is when we put our arms around each other, we're saying, I want to share in your life. I want to be a part of your life. And the love of God comes out from me to them or to, from them to me, and we touch each other's lives. So we, and you have gifts that God has given to you. He wants you to exercise. So when he says, uh, be faithful in coming uh, into the body of Christ, uh, that's not an interpretation. That's what God says. The Bible is very clear, and it doesn't change it. It means exactly what it says. The problem is, oftentimes we want what we want, when we want it, and we'll try to make excuses why what we're doing is justified. Matthew 7, 20, uh, 24 says this, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house on a, upon a rock. Okay, now, you know the shifting sand, the waves of life, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, here's a, an example. But I found uh, this verse as well. It's John 14, 21. It says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and I will manifest myself to him. You see what? God wants us to keep his word. His word is unchangeable. You never have to worry about changing. That's why I think a lot of people fuss about translations, just in case something gets lost through the translation. Now, I'm not a, uh, uh, I just want you to know that, um, that uh, you know, I would never stand up here and tell you, I, I, and I'm reading out of King James Bible, by the way, not that uh, that's the only one, but what I'm saying is, I use it because I think it's important for me to, to share with you out of one Bible. Okay, now, if it helps you to read another Bible, go for it. If it'll get you in the Word of God. Uh, but uh, the dangers that we face is he wants us to hide his Word in our heart. The King James is a translation. And uh, if you went back to the original, you couldn't read them. <laughs> it's Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic. Uh, so um, it's, I praise the Lord for... Uh, any way that you, we can get you into the word of God because it changes your life. It gives you strength like he that hath my commandments and keepeth them. He is the one that loves me and he that loves me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself to him. Isn't that a great promise? I mean, all of these. Okay, now, what is true in the physical sense of a house is true for you and me. In other words, we, we need to build, build upon the love of God, build upon the unchanging word, and build upon thus saith the Lord. Now, uh, we build upon anything else, uh, it's sinking sand. God loves you, 
and me, and that never changes. God's word is forever, and that never changes. Now, there's one more that I want to point out. Uh, God's purpose for my life never changes. God's purpose for your life never changes. Now, we're making a general thing here, and this is what I'm going to share with you. Isaiah 14, 24, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, surely as I have thought, so shall it come to pass, and as I have purposed, so shall it stand. God is at work throughout human history. It is God that holds futures together. It may look like everything's out of control, and that's what I think is going to happen uh, this year. It may look like it's out of control, but as the child of God, I am in his hands, and he is able to sustain me no matter what I have to go through. Now, uh, the psalmist writes in Psalm 33:11, the counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his hearts to all generations. His plan endures forever. God knows everything. God is all-powerful. There is not anything that God cannot do because God knows everything and he has all power. God never changes. So what's his plan? Um, uh, John 10, 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. God wants to give you life. Uh, well, maybe you've got to that point. But now notice this one, Romans 8, 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. His desire for you is to be conformed to the image of his son. He wants you to grow and change. He wants you to grow and change. He wants you to grow and change. Uh, God will never stop loving you. No matter what you do, God will not stop loving you. Uh, you know what? God, hate, uh, God doesn't hate sinners. Um, uh, just like God, we don't hate sinners. We don't like their sin, but th we love the person. And that's what you have to take your eyes off of the sin and realize that poor guy is just in bondage to that sin and he needs victory. The only one that can give him victory is the Lord Jesus Christ. So he's got to see somebody that has something worth sharing to him so that he sees a life that is on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ. So God will never stop loving you. God's word is always right. God's purpose for my life and your life is bigger than our problems. You want stability, you want security and confidence. There's only one way to get it, through the eternal God, immutable God. And that's what he wants you to be able to believe, that his love is everlasting, that his word will never pass away, that he's going to seal you or he sealed you into the day of redemption when he's going to take you home, whenever that will be. So what a glorious future we have to start out on this first Sunday of the new year. Let's bow for prayer. Our Father, I know that uh, sometimes uh, the message gets across kind of confusing in our minds, but after we share all these different passages, Father, we can't help but realize uh, that you're a God that is unchanging, 
that you're secure. We can trust in you with all of our heart and not lean on to our own understanding, but all our ways to acknowledge you and you will direct our paths. That you have this future of this country and our lives in your hands and I can't think of a better place to be. So Father, we pray in Jesus' precious name that you'd bless anyone here today that needs to make a decision for you. In Jesus' name we come, amen.